Asian Pop Nation on Sin 90.7. Hey, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation. Thanks for joining myself, Leisha, here tonight, as well as our team of Senia, Celeste, Aaron, JP, and Tracy. We play Stephanie Poetry's Picture Myself, and the last song you just heard was Yena featuring Bibi with the song Smiley, because it's honestly all smiles and excitement here on APN as we begin our first show of the year. Wow! <laughs> so for tonight's jam-packed show, we're going to be introducing our lovely team with sprinkles of the Chinese New Year festivities as we talk through our zodiacs, as well as a special Lunar New Year doll that was created. We will also be giving our thoughts about some new movies and series that have already been gaining a lot of hype this year, as well as some unique anime and manga adaptation confirmations and an adorable story that came from Hayao Miyazaki's Eraser. So I guess to get the ball rolling, let's start with South Korea band Lucy with their song Rolling Rolling. You're listening to Asian Palm Nation here on Sin. Welcome to Asian Pop Nation, since number one stop for all things Asian pop culture related. We played Lucy's Rolling Rolling, Moonbill's Lunatic, and the last song you heard was It's All About You by Oval featuring Syrup, because right now we're going to be talking all about ourselves as it's our own little starting point just to get to know a little bit about the personalities behind the voices you'll be hearing a lot in this show. So... Let's go! Happy New Year, everyone! Yay. Yay! And I guess in this case, by the time that this episode comes out, it will also be Happy Lunar New Year slash Happy Chinese New Year to all of our listeners! Whoa! <laughs> Woohoo! Um, woo-hoo. Yeah, crazy stuff. Um, so I guess since our first show is coming on like the 1st of February and it's the first of the first for like everything... Um, I guess the only way to start the show is by doing a little team intro um, with just voices that if you were regular listeners from last year in particular, might these voices might sound completely familiar, but we also have some interesting new voices you will hear during this show as well as future shows that we'll be doing. Um, so I guess we're going to do a little... Very reminiscent of like high school classrooms where I'm just a teacher here like you stand up, tell us your intro and everything. But with a little Chinese do your spin in which we expose all of our Chinese zodiacs. And if any of us are actual pros of Chinese zodiacs, they can just look at our zodiac and just be like, "Mm, you're going to have an awful year this year. And who doesn't love info like that? (laughs) But I guess I'll have to start with myself first, as awkward as this is. Yay, go Lisha. Go Lisha. Wahoo. Hello, my name is Lisha Lini, but I usually go more by Lisha because it's less syllables in a Western society. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Love that. <laughs> just throw us all out of the bus. We just want the listeners leave. Yes, my name is Leisha, and I guess you you the listener might have to be hearing my voice a lot more than usual because I am now the executive producer for Asian Foundation this year. Wow. <laughs> you can Dude. sound you can hear how excited I sound. I swear it is genuinely really really exciting 
I just have a lot of like first day nerves that we're going to have to go through. And I guess my interest in Asian pop culture will mainly just, I mainly, I used to be an anime fan, but then now I've tra- trapped myself into K pop hellhole. And oh, well, how you have fallen. No, my involvement. And now um, I've been trying to get more into Southeast Asian music. And yes, my zodiac sign. For my Chinese zodiac sign is a rabbit. So next year is my year, I think, if that's how it works. And now I'm just gonna have to hmm, point fingers at, I guess, Xenia. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thanks so much, Leisha. <laughs> it was really nice <laughs> for you to pass the mic to me. Um, hello, everyone. I am Xenia. I. I'm here because I am obsessed with <laughs> anime and manga, but particularly shoujo manga. So if you have any recommendations, hit me up. I'm sure if we do anything special for Valentine's Day, um, oh, you'll yeah, be hearing a month. lot from me. Um, yeah, and I am born in the year of the dragon. And apparently this year will be one of a lot of self-reflection. But with the past two years, I think we've all done a lot of self-reflection. And I kind of right, like to stop yeah. things. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that my relationships will take a step back this year, but things will proceed smoothly when it comes to finances and career. So dragons, what up? Oh, yeah. Dragons. Yeah. Money. Love money. And I will go to fellow dragon, John Paul. <gasps> Hi, they call me the dragon in the streets. No, I'm kidding. But my <laughs> no, my real name is John Paul. Nice to meet you. Uh, like Xenia, I'm into like anime and manga and stuff, a lot of Japanese stuff, um, but a lot of Japanese music as well. And uh, I don't know, just other random things that I find that happen to be Asian. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Right. Um, this ball. Uh, 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 Celeste, uh, go. <laughs> this reminds me of like uni intros, y'all. Like, it's very, it's very, if you're new to APN or if you're just listening in, I've been here for a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wait, how many years have you been with us, Celeste, at APN? Since 2018, too long. Um, yeah, my zodiac is the year of the rat. Um, as you know, it was the year of the rat in 2020, where all hell broke loose with oh. um, great times. Yay! <laughs> and in terms of what's going, like the forecast for rats is just the basic stuff. You know, got to prove your worth in terms of like independence and. Jeez. Yada yada. Um, and then it goes health wise. Make sure you like look after that. Otherwise, you'll accumulate stress and fatigue. And yeah, like I have so Does many feel right now. Accurate, um, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I look after myself. It's all right. Um, yeah, there's nothing else more I could say. So I'm gonna handball it to Tracy. Let's go. Wow. Um. Sure. I'm. I'm Tracy. Um, this is my first time doing a live-ish um, radio presentation. Um, cool. I'm new. If you haven't realized already, I'm new to this radio <laughs> thing. I'm new to Woo-hoo! Sin. This is my first flagship show, and I'm really excited. Um, 
I guess I've always been a music nerd. I used to be like a classical music nerd because that was all my parents allowed me to listen to. Then I grew up and became like an old rock music nerd. And then after uni, um, then during uni, I sort of fell down the K-pop rabbit hole and became obsessed with all that. And lately I've been a very big sort of K-indie music nerd. Um, I guess I've also become interested in like Japanese music. Um, I recently did like a seasonal all about TVK um, and City Pop, which was called Behind the Scene and was supposed to focus on music outside of the Anglosphere, but ended up being all about Japanese music accidentally. Um, <laughs> it wasn't intentional, but that's how it turned out. Um, but perhaps cut out my thing. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm a tiger. I was born in the year of a no! tiger. And because that means that it's my year, I guess. It's my zodiac year. It's my year. That's exciting, isn't it? Um, Apparently, according to Box of Life, the best source of all zodiac information, um, (laughs) this is meant to be like a year for me to recharge after 2021. Um, And since 2021 was indeed stressful for me, I'm hoping it is. I'm hoping that this is going to be like a chill year where I get to like regain strength and all of that. And yeah, hopefully that forecast comes true. Yay. Oh, nice. Yay. I should pass it on to the last person in the call, which is Aaron. It's always last. Why am I always last? <laughs> <laughs> it's last like this not in least. high school and uni, but I don't care anymore. I'm used to it. No, we gotta save the, the most special one for last. Oh my you know, god. Aaron, that's how that's it special. is. Special. You're, You're the golden special. child. Special oh, snowflake. Everyone is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Aaron. As you well know, I'm a recurring character, if not recurring person, in APN. Yeah, and for me, I was born a year of a rabbit, for the Zodiac. <gasps> Twinin. <laughs> You're the rabbit, aka the best, aka I'm just saying the best because I'm biased and I have no actual knowledge of rabbit. But yeah, what's what's like, what's your niche in like Asian pop culture, Aaron, for those listeners who may not know your epic review skills? <laughs> Well, I wouldn't call it an epic. It's more like a uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, mostly between anime, soundtrack music, mostly with anime, especially with Hiroki Samano and Kyoto Yamanoto and Yuki Kijira, and mostly towards uh, mu- uh, the movies as well for anime. Yeah. And you'll never get me into the J-pop or K-pop drama, whatever you call it, in Rabbit Hole. Seriously, you will never get me in that. No, we're working on that. Yeah, we're working on that. Keep listening. That sounds like a challenge. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like uh, nearly three our years. goal for this year, New Year. Yeah, yeah. It's just like keep listening to Asian Pop Nation this whole year to find out if Aaron gets into these <laughs> rabbit holes. Mm. To Asian Pop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess this is our little team intro moment. Very cute, very adorable. And then of course there'll be more team members. They'll come in and out throughout the show. So I hope. Um, you listeners here are excited to hear all these new voices and just excited for this new show yeah and if you want to find us in any platform we're available on our Facebook Twitter and Instagram on Asian Pop Nation Wahoo! New Year! (laughs) This is Asian Pop Nation my name is Leisha and you just heard Name Wee's Two Tigers Nick the Reels, Ai Shang Ni Swan Wajian, and lastly, Iso's Mei Mei, which is a Chinese term for younger sister. 
So continuing our small theme of celebrating Chinese New Year, also known as the Lunar New Year, we're going to be talking about a certain well-known doll which has been given a little bit of a makeover to match this traditional Asian holiday. So let's have a listen about that. So aren't we all Barbie girls in a Barbie world?、Um, so <laughs> in this really、Barbie. awkward <laughs> moment. Thank you for all coming today.、Uh, we are gathered to talk about an interesting collaboration between Barbie and, I guess, for Chinese New、um, New Year and Lunar New Year celebrations, they have partnered with one of China's renowned courtiers, Guo Pei, in this creation of like a Barbie Lunar New Year doll. Now, this is actually the first time Barbie's. Created a doll for Lunar New Year because last year they actually made their first doll for the holiday, wearing a Chong Sam, and it was red and satin and had this nice flower detailing and a teal trim, and it also had some black heels and white and gold earrings. So very elegant. But the 2022 version, however, showcases this doll in a traditional Chinese dress. I'm sorry, we can't give you more description. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it, isn't that's it? That's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> if you happen to have a search engine nearby, do look it up. But it does have Guo Pei's signature embroidery. If you know his work, it's kind of like gold,、uh, almost floral-looking from the looks of it. But it brings images of sorry, of water and golden phoenix phoenixes. So yeah. I mean, what are everyone's thoughts? I'm not sure if many of us grew up playing with Barbie dolls. I had Or- to play a lot of、um, Barbie dolls with my sister when she was growing up, so that was like fun. Yeah, that's so, that's so cute. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, it was very cute. <laughs> But it's、uh, like, yeah, no, no, no. I was just like thinking. It's just interesting because it's like every time people think about Barbie, it's definitely. I mean. There's a typical. They don't think、face. of Chinese. Yeah, yeah. There's like、Barbie. a typical girl image when people think about Barbie. So it's very interesting、um, that I guess from last year and this year they kind of they're almost doing a trend ish of keeping up with this Barbie Luna New Year doll and stuff. But I guess what do people? I was just wondering between like all of us and stuff because we have the photo here for us to like look back on, but. Well, let's put a little like fashion cap on. Almost, do you guys prefer which doll? Do you prefer out of the two, the newest one or the last year's one? I can't tell the difference which is which. Ah,、uh, uh, they're both red. That's for sure. They're <laughs>、oh. two very different dresses.、What? Yeah, guys, are you men?、Uh, this is the men eye、uh, that. <laughs> That's why we need you on the show to give you a fashion non-takes. <laughs> wow! But Tracy, what do what do you think when you when you think about this doll looking between the two and stuff like that? Twenty twenty two one looks nicer because it's like less、uh, less traditional. It's less stereotypical, I guess. Like I think you're quite used to the image of like a sexy chanson with like a big slit up the side. This newer one is like a I don't know, mat- not ritual. It's just、yeah. nice. I'd say、um, the、It's、one、classy. in twenty, yeah, the one in twenty twenty one. She looks like a girl that you'd see in like in a big party and stuff.、It's、like, oh, she's really pretty. But like the second one this year, she looks like she could order your execution. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's got that royal vibe. Oh, okay, royal. <laughs> she looks、yeah, like the queen to me. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, like a queen. 
She as in like the queen in England, that queen where she wears oh, the slurs. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. It's like matching, like yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a bad thing. Oh. <laughs> it's just so old fashioned. Yeah. It, actually, it does look like something that would come from like, I don't know, the fifties or sixties. Yeah, that's it what I was thinking like too. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. like it. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, people are saying that fashion like Skirt legs getting longer. Fashions are coming more conservative. So I guess it reflects that change. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's definitely interesting because it's like, oh, guys, we're like, you know, we're like critiquing a design from a couturier, <laughs> one of China's most renowned couturiers. We have zero, zero qualifications. Yeah, please don't come at us. We have no actual <laughs> fashion knowledge. We're just like, mm, that looked pretty. Mm, that one also looked pretty. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely see with, like, the newer version, especially with what Celeste means of, like, it kind of does. Especially with the hairstyle, it looks very old-fashioned. Um, but I personally like it. <laughs> but mm. I always like it. Um, but it's, the 2021 version is also not too bad, in my opinion. Only because, like, maybe I just grew up in a house where I do see most of my family members wear chongsams in that sort of style. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty typical. Yeah. Was the newer one, would I say took more of like a creative liberty? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. But yeah. No, I, I'd say um the second one looks a lot more comfortable to wear. Like I feel like if I had to wear one of these, it would be the second one. Like it looks Have you ever worn silk? Uh honestly, no. Why? Yes. Silk can get very warm. So the 2023 oh. one would be good for winter, but in summer it would be hell. Uh, the 2021 oh. would be perfect for summer. And maybe it's not silk for Baroque to go again. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but also, the 2022 is now reminding me of the Winter Olympics outfits that they had, um, the official ones, and they look oh. ugly as hell. Oh, oh, yeah. oh God. The way I go, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I, I think I'd take a similar approach to what the boy said at the beginning. Like, <laughs> it's just a Barbie doll. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so different. Like, I would choose it based on what I'd want to wear, but not necessarily what I want the Barbie doll to wear. Yeah. So I'd probably pick the second one um, just because I like the, the, I guess, the regalness of it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I still really want to wear a chunk some one day. I think it's pretty interesting how Mattel are trying to make like couture sort of Barbie, go- Barbie dolls now. They're trying to make limited edition Barbie dolls uh, that people sort of get because of hype. Yeah, like mm. a collector's item. Almost. Like sneakers or something. Mm. <laughs> wow. RV heads and sneaker heads. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you out there are a bit more interested in maybe Barbie dolls and fashion than we are. <laughs> but yeah, if you've taken a look at the Barbie dolls, just let us know which one you prefer and whether you think, yeah, it's a good way of celebrating the Lunar New Year on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search us up at Asian Pop Nation. Hello, hello. You are listening to Asian Pop Nation here on Sin. My name is Leisha, and you were listening to Woozy's Ruby earlier, as well as Kaho Nakamura's Sayonara Claire. And the last song was The Rose, Beauty and the Beast, 
which is an awfully fitting song title for the newest anime film we're going to be talking about, which is said to be a modern reinterpretation of the classic tale of Beauty and the Beast. So come join us as we review the latest anime movie, Belle. So I, I was looking in the mirror this morning, right? And I, no- oh, <laughs> I no. noticed the way I shaved my facial hair, there are a lot of, quite a few spots I missed, right? And I remember it was because yesterday I went off real quick to join some friends to watch this movie called Belle. What's that supposed uh, to yeah, be? Oh, uh, yeah, we're reviewing that movie, by the way. Yeah, we're reviewing Belle today. Was that supposed to be a joke? Well, I don't know. I think I was that just, was a genuine anecdote. You know. I think that was a really happy Yeah, yeah. I was just okay. like, whatever. But anyway, Belle, 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 that's the main focus. So, Belle is a newly released Japanese anime film which tells this modern futuristic reinterpretation of the classic story Beauty and the Beast. We all know what that is, right? You have the beauty. And the beast, and then they, you know, whatever. Uh, so, Which one? <laughs> this actual movie follows this girl named Suzu Naito. She's a high school student who, in the virtual world, becomes this famous singer. Like, everyone loves her. She's a big hit. However, one day during a concert, this beast crashes into the concert, ruins everything. But then from that day on, it's like, oh man, I wonder who this beast character is, like, both in virtual world and in real life oh i wonder who this beast is so you know that's where you know the story goes oh yay that's basically the main thing oh so bell this is directed by mamoru hosoda it's a famous japanese film director and he's worked on several iconic films wolf children summer wars and mirai but yeah i think quite a few of us here have seen it any thoughts feelings i'm just gonna say that i what i felt for bell is like how you missed spots in your facial hair oh yeah (laughs) whoa i just feel like there were spots missing you know but yeah feel free i don't know maybe we should start with what people liked about it. Celeste, Aaron, what did you like about it? <laughs> you want me to go music first? Was good? Yeah, the music is good, yeah. Yeah, that was nice, yeah. I've been listening to the soundtrack a lot. That's the one thing that I took away from the movie. But I've been listening to the Japanese one, just out of curiosity. Okay. Um, which I think the voices kind of sound similar. I think they matched it pretty well. How about the story, characters? What, oh, what are everyone's thoughts? <laughs> I see I Celeste's face like forming into a. <laughs> I enjoyed it for what it was. The storyline uh, had a lot of like odd things that happened where it's like, how does this add up? I don't understand. Yeah, it just yeah, happens. Happen yeah. Yeah, things do just happen. I think my main issue with the film was the rating within Australia was PG because I was in a cinema full of little kids. Uh, and I don't think little kids should have been watching. This movie, just because of the themes that were present. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The main character's backstory is, like, really sad. And then, like, the Beast's backstory was more. Yeah, I'm kind of questioning about that rating as well, to be frankly honest, a bit here and now. I think, you know, story-wise, it felt like I was watching two movies at once. If that makes sense. The one was like the virtual world and the yeah. other was for real yeah. life. Yeah, or it's more so like one story was about her being like a high school girl and going through her troubles and being confident and stuff. And then the other one was just Beauty and the Beast. No, yeah, I, I get you. I yeah. honestly yeah. think that if they just did the high school side of the movie where she's just trying to find the confidence to sing again. Yeah. Without the virtual world. Like, I'm not sure what would that look like but 
I just that would have been cute. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. love the colors. I love the kind of animation and style of you, which is the virtual world that they're a part of. I just think the the Beauty and the Beast plot line, because we've seen it before, perhaps just didn't feel as, as fresh, you know? Yeah. But, you know, honestly, I think uh, the two movies we're talking about, they could be really good if, like, separated and fleshed out separately. Like, honestly, I'll say the best parts of this movie, Bell were when, uh, like, the high school kids were being shy towards each other and, like, saying, oh, tell yes! them you like him. You know? yeah, that was you the know? best bit. Everyone was yeah. in the cinema was just like, oh, my God, it's so yeah, it's, cute. It's so crazy. Station, right? Yeah. yeah, the train yeah. station. There's a big train station scene. I love it with like a, a single shot. In the yeah. Of it's like they it's walk crazy. out of frame. It, it's, you know, that's film is so weird, you know, because with Bell, there were so many crazy shots of like people in the virtual world flying around and stuff. Going, Whoa, sick shots. But the best shots were when the camera did not move. <laughs> you know, just, it's more like those subtle, quieter moments that cinema makes you good. Yeah. Make yeah. Good. You know, and you know, just high school students being awkward. Uh, those are the best. Actually, you know, Aaron, I don't, I don't know if you felt this, um, but I felt when they introduced the virtual world called you, my suspension of disbelief was broken. You, you wondering why? Because augmented reality doesn't exist. No, it does exist, although it's kind of bull because we only have headphones in our ears. Kind of. Yeah. It's stupid. That was an interesting piece of technology. Yeah. yeah. Beyond that, I was more um, detached from the fact that when they went into the virtual world, like everyone was being well-behaved and, you know, going on the line and stuff. If this was an actual virtual online game, there would be a lot more chaos uh yeah pretty much. you know what i mean but within you there was technically like moderators the people yeah. in those um yeah the reddit moderators that was super yeah. annoying <laughs> and all about justice oh yeah, They're oh, your yeah. Oh, everyone just felt very two-dimensional I don't it was know. weird yeah. yeah actually no you know what what confuses me more is like why do people care so much about the whole thing you know like you know everyone starts singing it's like oh and then uh, the main character girl, her teacher's like, oh, yeah, sing and stuff. And they're all like really happy for some reason. It's like, it, it's such know. a nice community moment. Like, yeah. no, it's the real world is not like, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> hey, maybe it's meant to set like a sense of optimism. No, yes, no, like this, this optimism is hollow. There's nothing. Okay, yeah, I, I can sort of see that, that where you're coming from there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not perfect per se. It's I think it's probably he's I think this is probably the director's best work so far, my personal opinion. Oh, like, I only seen Wolf Children, Boy and the Beast, Summer Wars. No, yes, yeah, he Wars, put it about and, Wolf Children. Yeah. Right, I is so distraught. Hey, I want to add one more thing as well for this. It's the dub. Yeah, it's good. It was a nice dub. Mm. It's probably one again. NYF Post. I'm a huge supporter of this studio. They made like probably one of my favorite dubs all the time. They made Gundam Hathaway. They made. The great pretender that's on it, uh, other shows and Berserk. Berserk's mm. my favorite. Wow. Yeah, but other that, consider this is Kelly McNeil's like feature film debut, and especially she sang all the songs in this movie. Whoa. She, yeah, she did all that. This is the best work she ever done in my opinion. Although that's although that's saying a lot. I like the dub, but I had an issue with the singing. I didn't what? think they synced it up as well as it. I thought. Yeah, there's just some moments where like they. The lips didn't match what the vowel sound was, or like whatever. Yeah, that's why I just never looked at her mouth. <laughs> I looked at everything oh. but her mouth. Senior, wow. just do what Celeste is doing. Don't look at the mouth, just listen to it. 
yeah, yeah. don't look at the music out. was great if you close my eyes it's fine like the visuals like uh <laughs> but then just like the lip sinking just didn't work for me it's okay yeah, well, yeah when you close your eyes the movie's good yeah <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm kidding that's a joke but anyway so yeah, final thing what is everyone's um everyone's score on this you know out of 10 six six what yeah so, <laughs> Aaron... like, i didn't hate it but like the music made it just go fast oh yeah Aaron? Wow, that is harsh. <laughs> and, and like the cute moments, but yeah, sorry. Wow. <laughs> oh, Aaron, your number? Uh, what I give it a score? Uh, I give this a nine, really. A nine? Ooh, that's a very big one compared yeah. to Xenia's. Celeste? Um, I'd give it a seven. I think it could have been a little bit better i still prefer summer wars sorry uh my opinion right. is more important than aaron's <laughs> wow aaron i don't care <laughs> uh I, w- I would personally give this like a four out of ten yeah oh. like you know as a movie it's like it's very decisive yeah like, get a baseball bat. yeah get a baseball bat like for myself you know um, but I enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. But like, if I had to give it, like, you know, oh, is it a good movie? I give it like a four out of ten. And I think finally, Leisha, out of these reviews, <laughs> how would you score this movie? Yeah, this secondhand information. Would you watch it? It's a very question. Will I watch it? The music sounds nice, but as much as I like songs out of movies and musicals and stuff, I don't know if I'll watch it purely because. I am a wolf children stand for life. And oh, yeah. wow. I love wolf children to bits. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like because especially when you guys are talking about how it's like, it feels like the movie has like two different, like yeah. there's one where she's like real life world and one which is like the virtual thing. I feel like I'll probably be in the same boat where I just like all the real life stuff better. Cause like for me, especially maybe with like wolf children and all that stuff, I really like that whole seeing real life type of thing even though they're literally wolves and wolves don't exist i don't need you i don't need like to tell people that but like but yeah uh for me i'm probably gonna be really boring and go for like the middle of the row five out of ten route that's safe <laughs> yeah safe route. boring safe route but wow. yeah I'll see you all next week then. Yeah, see you all next week. Well, I mean, but anyway, those are our ratings. If you've got a rating of your own or any hot opinions on this new Bell movie, let us know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Let us know. Yeah. You have arrived on the Asian Pop Nation train here on Sin, where we were playing songs earlier from Pentagon called Feeling Like. We also had Eerie with Mantero, Skyscraper, and lastly, Gentle Bones featuring Julia Wu with Modern Aiting or Modern Love. And there's been a hit new Korean reality TV show, which I guess depicts modern love today, called Singles Inferno, which we're going to be talking slash potentially ranting about it more right now. There's a show called Love Island that no one likes to watch. Everyone else in the world likes to watch it. Guess what? Korean had made another version of it. It's called Singles Inferno. Now it's currently on Netflix. It's the first Korean reality TV show that's currently on Netflix. The top 10 charts. And here's the synopsis of it. There's no synopsis. You got a group of people, 12 singles on an island. And guess what? They are going to be in a couple. It's basically Love Island with Married at First Side. This time you're not Married at First Side. You're on an island. That's it. What's the point of this show? You're investing on Paradise for one night.
It's just great trash TV, Aaron. Exactly. Just vibe it's, with it's, it. Yeah, it's like if you want to look at hot Koreans, like that's that's the whole point of the that's, show, right? That's the vibe. That's what yeah. I'm going for. <laughs> but yeah, I only watch like two episodes max, but I have seen so much stuff about it on the internet. So I'm curious if any of us have actually seen the show. And usually I'll point this to Celeste because she's usually the pro at keeping up with Korean entertainment industry content. Sorry, I absolutely hate trash reality TV shows. It's a passion. Like, I refuse to watch it. Anybody at least interested in the premise? I, I am kind of. I just want to look at hot Koreans. Like, fair enough. <laughs> Netflix had this whole thing set up, like in episode one of, oh, these guys are going to be in this remote island and they have to make rice themselves and get water on them, blah, 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 type of thing. But when you actually watch the show, the island was kind of chill. That That's me basing it on just like two episodes. So, Alicia, with those two episodes that you watched, did yes. at any point anyone ask, you know how in K-dramas they go, want to eat ramen? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, okay, wait. In like first episode, they did like a whole group activity when they're trying to make like rice together. And not gonna lie, it was kind of funny watching people have no clue how much like cups of rice you're supposed to put in the pot. Oh, and then oh. there's like a literal shot in the show where it's like you can see that there's clearly one guy who knows how to cook but everyone else doesn't so they're just kind of in the back standing doing like the asian dad pose of like their hand behind their back and just watching this one guy like making rice in the back (laughs) it was kind of funny because the commentators were taking that whole like rice thing as like oh wow this guy is definitely gonna get a lot of girls into him because he knows how to cook rice (laughs) and then plot twist he doesn't actually get any because they have this whole thing where it's like you're supposed to give letters, anonymously give a letter to a person that you're most interested with. And that guy who made rice had like no, no letters. So. Really? Wow. <gasps> Lesson learned, don't learn how to cook. That's so unfortunate. So My goodness. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm curious, Tr- Tracy, what do you think about having an Asian version of Love Island is kind of what I've seen a lot of people calling this. What do you think, Tracy, about this whole thing? I'm literally the worst person to ask this question because I've literally <laughs> never seen any dating <laughs> show and I've <gasps> never seen this show either. So mm-hmm. I have no opinion on it. Um, yay diversity, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yay. <laughs> Asians <laughs> also make trash TV. Yay. <laughs> it's not just Korean excellence. It's also trash. Oh, my God. <laughs> You need all sorts of representation. Congrats, diversity. We've achieved it. (laughs) (laughs) That was one main reason I watched the show was because people were making like edit videos of this one girl, one of the contestants named Song Jia. Like she was just really popular because she had a very like confident strategy throughout the whole show. And she has like a very effortless way of getting all the guys to like her on her end she's kind of showing like no interest to them but they're all interested in her and everyone was like write that down write that down what's the strategy you're doing write that down and then she recently came under fire after the airing of the show because people found out that she was wearing fake luxury brands during her time in the show as well as like all on her social media platforms Something very interesting about the Korean entertainment industry that a girl that has become so popular and well-loved in like a month, in the exact same month, has become a girl that the industry literally hates now. 
she has made like a public apology and did the whole thing where she like wiped out her entire social media presence. And I can huh? see JP's face is very conflicted. I don't, I don't get it. That guy's like, you know, that's like making fun of someone for being poor. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you know? Um, to it. Yeah, like a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, kind of. Uh. Celeste, what do you think? Uh, no, Koreans are all about public image and mm. they're big on luxury brands. If you wear fake ones, it's a big no-no. But also, oh. I'm poor and I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, is one big brand going to be like crying in their like bed at night because a influencer who was on this popular TV show was seen wearing one fake branded top that you made? I don't know. I feel like it's like a reach... But, you know, none of us are Korean, so maybe there is, like, a cultural context that we're kind of not getting, but she's, like, a social media influencer, so by her wiping uh, out her entire social media image, that's kind of, like, her whole career is kind of gone now. If you're a Korean, dear listener, let us know, because, like, <laughs> we're confused. <laughs> oh, my taking this out all right well if Go you have ahead. strong opinions about singles inferno or if you want to tell us all the trash content you've seen on the show um even if you can tell me if someone said want to eat ramen that would be great just message <laughs> us on facebook.com forward slash asian pop nation or on twitter and instagram love to hear it burn the show <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Asian Pop Nation on Sin. My name is Leisha, and you heard Uni's Oolong Wonder and Ha Cha Mecca Seu Unit Stem with their song Ha Cha Mecca Wonder Parade, both requested by Matthew. Thank you once again. And the last song you just heard was Eric Nam's Lost on Me. Particularly exciting news for Eric Nam as he is coming down to Melbourne on July 4th for his Dare and Back Again tour. And while this has me and Celeste personally super hyped, this next news we will be delving into about a new A24 film starring the one and only Michelle Yeoh also has our entire AMP team really hyped for. So have a listen to that. All right, guys, time to talk about Asians in the film. Last month, a new trailer was released for a film called Everything Everywhere All at Once, and it stars Michelle Yeoh as the central character of a sort of really trippy, hallucinatory, absurdist art film sort of romp. A24's official trailer shows the plot of the film revolving around multiple universes, somewhere she's a chef, somewhere she's a sort of action star. Either way, I'm pretty excited to see Michelle Yeoh kick some ass, both in the acting chops department and the action star department. This is a film from a director duo called Daniels, which are Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shinett. Okay, I can see why they're called Daniels. Um, <laughs> and they're also known for music videos. So they made the music video for Turned Out for What, which sort of explains why it's so weird. What? (laughs) Yeah. And they also made Swiss Army Man, which is the one um, that Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dana were in. Okay. What's with with the Daniels? (laughs) Oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. So what do you guys think about the trailer? There was a lot happening. Yes, at once. There was just like so much. So I'm a bit confused. I'm intrigued, but I don't know where it's going to take me. So it looks like a fun ride. It looks like it's going to be a really cool movie. It reminds me of, um, what's it called? Inside Inside John Malkovich, which is like a really old sort of Spike Jones, Charlie Kaufman film. Mm. Right. That's just crazy. The whole time you're going like, what? Yeah, it looks mm. like, um, it looks weird and art housey. 
I, I like art house movies. They're weird. Yes. Yeah, weird <laughs> movies are good. Well, Zenia, do you like weird movies? I love weird movies. I think I'll definitely watch this one. Mainly because it probably intrigues me more than the Marvel movie with Doctor Strange about the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to say yeah. that. Um, mainly just because I think it's an interesting take. It doesn't seem to take itself too seriously, but it's just going to be interesting to see what on earth is the problem. Like, why does she need right, to yeah. harness the power of all of her multiverse stuff? <laughs> yeah, at, le- at least here, it feels like it's going to be an actual, you know, it's important story beat for mm. the character like it's relevant to her uh, like marvel movies they're like um whenever multiverse stuff comes into play it's always about like you know how when you're a kid and you get hero figurines you like smash into the <laughs> and fighting it's a bit like that i'm saying it's fan servicey like yeah it is mm. <laughs> yeah, that's it aaron are you excited for this i don't know what i just watched to be frankly honest you don't. That, that, so I mean, you're in the same boat as all of us. That that's yeah. a vibe, honestly. <laughs> I, mean, I might be, I might go watch it, but at the same time, I'm gonna keep my mind wide open because this um, it's Doctor Strange, but with Freaky Friday, but we're basically involved in a multiverse. It feels like we're inside the path of the coordinate of Ymir, which makes no sense. I don't know what those words meant. <laughs> That is a Attack on Titan reference. That is actually a spoiler. Oh, yeah, that is the Attack on Titan. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, so the rest I, say any, I haven't watched anything. Oh, actually, Aaron, we should probably talk about Attack on Titan sometimes too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can talk about it when season four, part two ends, because the last episode just broke the internet again. Oh. oh, awesome. I'm waiting to like binge it, so. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, side note. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like what Aaron said. It was like a big question mark for me, but also I got the essence of what he was saying. It's it's chaotic, but it's Michelle Yeoh. She's like Malaysia's pride and joy actress. <laughs> I, I I love her to bits, man. I just excited for her to finally be. It's been a quite a while because she has been doing really well in a lot of Hollywood movies, but she she's like a side character, or at least if we think like Crazy Rich Asians, she's more of like the antagonist type of thing. But this one, she's the pro tag main main character and it's been a hot minute since that happened yes i'm still thinking about shang chi and how she had such like a tiny role in that but yeah i'm excited to see her as tracy said kick some butt and it looks cool i'm excited yeah <laughs> i guess the conclusion is we're all excited for asian cinema yeah <laughs> wow all right, yeah. so if you're a fan of Art House Cinema or just cinema in general, watch the trailer and let us know your thoughts on Asian Pop Nation at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Welcome to Asian Pop Nation, your nightly dose of top-notch Asian pop culture content. My name is Leisha, and you just heard tracks from Rich Brian and Warren Hui with Get Your Mans, Kepler's Wat Da Da, and lastly, Millet's Wake Me Out. Now, we are approaching to a good staple of us here on Asian Pop Nation, which is Anime Attack, where we might need someone to wake us up from this dream or nightmare of all these new anime and manga adaptations which have been announced in the past month. And if you're wondering what these anime and manga adaptations are, let's have a listen. my god it's my favorite time it's anime <laughs> attack you want to know why it's my favorite time because i don't why? have to speak 
at all because I don't watch anime whatsoever. The rest of y'all do. So yeah, take it away. Um, Whoever's up to date with the news, I believe this one's about Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, Aaron? Have you seen it? No, I've never seen anything. Nor the game. So I want to know who was the game. What? Yeah, there is a game. Yeah. There was a game. Then it got taken down. Then it came back on onto the current consoles right now. It's a long legal progress story. We're not even going to allow to talk about it because it's a long story about that. Uh, well, either way, in addition to uh, the movie and the game, it's getting an anime now. Oh, great. So that's crazy, Scott Pilgrim. So apparently this is backed by Netflix. They've confirmed their development of this hit graphic novel series. Uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, who is the artist and creator of Scott Pilgrim, uh, he's also confirmed to like participate in this whole adaptation with the writers and the producers. Still a little bit of a mystery, though. We don't really know what's going on. Um, do we have any news of like the studio working on this? I think the fact that the original writer of the comic, the original artist for the comic books is involved in the show is a really good sign. It means that it's mm. not going to be total trash because they're not going to want to be associated with anything that sort of tarnishes their original um, art, I guess. Yeah, most of the time, that's a good sign, except for Cowboy mm. Bebop. Yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> um, Shush, Cowboy that. Bebop is good, all right? Uh, no, and... Cel- no, Celeste, I have to disagree with you. <laughs> no. <on that>. But, <laughs> when you say, anyway. like, the artist is working with, like, yeah, the executive right. producers and staff, you, mm. like, look back to, was it Avatar The Last Airbender, where the, was it, the original creators have left the oh, Netflix? Yeah. We don't want to know what's going on with Thing. that anymore. Uh, if you right. think Cowboy Bebop is going to be bad, imagine how many hearts will be broken if the Avatar of the Last Airbender is bad. So oh, goodness. For the second time. <laughs> and the one part is, I still haven't finished the show yet. Wow. I'm sorry, I can't. I had other shows as well. But it looks a bit, Siren Saru, the animation team that looks like did Devil Man Crappy and Ride Your Wave, might be doing the animation studio of a Scott Pilgrim movie. Mm. Oh, nice. that's an interesting choice. Yeah, Science Saru, they're known for making very weird looking anime and being very stylized in whatever they do. So Scott Pilgrim, I think it's I think this story is pretty suited to that sort of animation. So, you know, excited to see that this seems to be the start of the first of a few weird adaptations going on in the anime field, because next we have another weird one. Uh, <laughs> God, it's just what we got now. You guys feeling sussy right now? <laughs> feeling, feeling little no, 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 yeah, I know I am. Are you gonna it's vent? My... Are you venting? Yeah, I'm gonna vent. <laughs> sustainable. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm not gonna vent because I have a really important task right now, and that's to talk about uh, the new <laughs> Among Us manga adaptation. <laughs> This isn't a joke, by the way. Like, this is actually... Yeah, we think uh, we're laughing and the listeners are going to be like, this is an April Fool's episode. No. No. I wish. I wish. It's it's not April Fool's. Actually, yeah, we don't know. Aaron brought up a good point because this Among Us manga adaptation will be released in the April issue of the Besatsu Korokoro Koro magazine. I think that's what the magazine's called. But yeah, April, it could be an April Fool's joke. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we'll wait till that happens. I'm sure it'll be like scanlated somewhere. <laughs> it will definitely be scanlated and memed everywhere. Um, but as far as we know, 
on what this actual story will be. At most, it will only be a one-shot. So for people that don't know what one-shots are, they're basically one-chapter-long manga stories. So it's like a small, little, self-contained manga story. It could be about 30, 40 pages. That's the usual amount. Uh, if they have 10 crew, they could go one memorize each chapter and then that's, the whole series. That hey. would be excruciating <laughs> to read. That would be cool, though. Uh, <laughs> but I'm interested. Will it just be speech bubbles? You I don't really know. see their faces. Yeah, so no, you like... don't. Wait, <laughs> and like, um, with Among Us, you 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 differentiate the characters through colors, right? Oh. Uh. So and like manga is like black and white. They could have turned them all into anime, like anime boys. Maybe it's every crew member. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh, no. Dress Wait, like anime boys. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> You're onto something. Hold Very on. Very sussy. Oh, that's gonna be horrific. Dude, this something. this is gonna be like a yaoi manga. Wait a minute! Like, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Who knows? If they one of them betrays the other, vote them out. Yeah. Oh. oh. It's gonna be angsty as hell. Yeah, and like family if, politics. Look, if they have full oh. body, not the cartoon stuff, full body. <laughs> Characters. That's gonna be weird. Okay, I'm just thinking of a really What's hard like that? anime boy in like an Among Us. <laughs> no, please. As long please. as they don't do like a the pink ones a sexy. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. It's gonna happen, Celeste. Yeah. It's funny to me we reach this point where now we have anime attack and we're just like all we can talk about is just hey oh, look at all man. these new adaptations that are gonna be anime-fied. Yeah, <laughs> these are some weird adaptations. <laughs> Please stop. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Well, what games uh, and, and western graphic novels do you guys want to see turn into anime next? Wow. Yeah, what Leisha said. Um, <laughs> Call of Pokemon. Duty? Minecraft. <laughs> oh, My God. Hot and high Steve. Oh, and Herobrine. <laughs> Oh no! Right, Grand Theft Auto. That's what we want. Oh. <gasps> Grand Theft Auto, oh, the anime. Okay. Animal Our... Crossing be a good anime? Actually, yeah, that would <gasps> be. I'd love cute. that. There is a. There was an Animal Crossing anime a long, long time ago. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah like there was mid nineties, I think, if not early two thousands, I think. Yeah, right. it could. It would work. It would yeah. work. It's a nice couple. I'm gonna steal like Zenia's catchphrase and ask: Is there romance in there? <laughs> yeah, is there romance? Um, investors, please. Keep Xenia's uh, requests in, you know, <laughs> consideration. Oh, God, here we go. Again. Yeah. Always put romance. They're going to be romance in Among romance. Us. They're okay. <laughs> they have to have a sexy Among Us character. <laughs> yeah, it, it's inevitable. It is they get inevitable. scanned and it's like, let's get scanned together. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, that's All right, beautiful. I think we should just end it there. Cut, cut um, the cameras. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. So you know, if you got if you got like saucy ideas, let us know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, uh, stay saucy, my friends. Hey, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation here on Sin. My name is Leisha, and you were listening to Character by Rokyo Shoku Shakai. No, no, from Higher Brothers with the song. Tanpei, and most recently you heard Taeon's Can Control Myself. And I think that particular song title was a very common sentiment that everyone had on the internet last month when an adorable interaction occurred online, all starting from Hayao Miyazaki and his electric eraser. Want to know more? 
Well, we'll have all the details about this eraser saga right now. Breaking news! A distress call was posted on the Studio Ghibli Twitter account earlier this month when the beloved electric eraser of director Hayao Miyazaki had stopped working. The studio also mentioned that the exact electric eraser model had already been discontinued, resulting in Miyazaki potentially having to depart away from his beloved eraser brand. Hayao Miyazaki would soon be saved, however, by Japanese stationery manufacturer Sakura Color Products Corporation, also known as Sakura Crepas, who posted on their account that they had found the exact model in one of their old catalogs, meaning they potentially had stock of the eraser. This is a very wholesome back and forth public online conversation between the two companies, which also featured Studio Ghibli character images being used between their conversations to demonstrate excitement. This is the Razor Saga gets its happy ending when two days later, Sakura Crepas posted online that they were able to find the exact electric eraser in their factory and were willing to send it over to Hayao Miyazaki as a present because of his loyalty to their brand. This did cause another adorable back and forth exchange between the two companies, with Studio Ghibli expressing their gratitude, but also insisting that they will pay for their electric eraser. The story finally ends with Sakura Crepas making a post the day after about Studio Ghibli being an integral part of their childhood and their gratefulness to social media's existence. Over to you, Asian Pop Nation. Wow, that was great journalism wow. right there. And oh this, is, this is why we have Xenia here with us, <laughs> to hijack her <laughs> journalist skills for stories like this. Did anyone cry? Did anyone cry? I think this is by far the most important story we have ever covered or will ever cover on Asian Pop Nation, truly. Yeah. Did anyone attach to their, like, stationery that much? <laughs> no. Uh... Dude, who cares? Artist and designer? I don't care. Uh, JP is also an artist. He doesn't seem to care. Uh, <laughs> Ayo Miyazaki, you need to grow up, man. <laughs> At the same time, though, we aren't, like, old. So, you know, if you think about it, that, that rubber is like a physical connection to his past when he was, like, a young and peppy ooh, animator. I wish I did have a physical connection to an eraser, but I lose all of mine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, if it was like to the point where the official Studio Ghibli like Twitter account had to publicly post like this eraser brand is gone forever, (laughs) help us! I think, like, I think, I think it's. He must have been so dismayed, just calling up his publicist and being like, "You need to post this on the Twitter. (laughs) We need to enlist." Twitter's help for this. Oh this is funny to me. Again, y'all, I want Tracy said just the thought process of having to be like, get this online now. Everyone needs to know about this. And then it just started this entire thing with this Japanese man, stationery manufacturer just coming in like a superhero. And then them having like a back and forth moment of just being like, oh no, you don't need to give me as a gift. I'll pay you. No, I'll give you as a gift. No, I'll pay you. Very typical, like, like it's very like Asian adults fighting in the like fighting at dinner to see who pays the bill type of energy. <laughs> it's just a rubber. Grow up. <laughs> no, I say the opposite, Aaron. I think it's like his childhood. So he'll we'll grow up. No, no he's. So I think he's too old to grow up, man. Yeah, he's, like he's too old. Dude, if he grows if up he anymore, him to he's grow gonna up anymore, die. He's not gonna be here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey, he'll finally retire. Oh, oh, my, oh my god! If 
Asian that population is going to get cancelled. Yeah. I don't care. Push it back. Listen, Celeste, I don't, death won't stop him, I don't think. He's <laughs> just come, come back as a ghost yeah. and possess someone and be like, okay, let's go. It's just like yeah. inspire someone and then they'd be like, oh, I feel like the ghost yeah. of Hayao Miyazaki just talked to me. <laughs> No, I think I think what's gonna happen? Yeah, you like reincarnated, or like every generation, like a leader is elected into the Ghibli top throne, and then Hayao Miyazaki's ghost possesses that person until like they die, and then he moves on to the next one. What is going on? (laughs) I like zoned out for a second, and I'm like, what? It was indeed a place for the story to go. Yeah, I want to say something, but I don't want to say because I know it's going to be really bad if I say it. Hey, we can okay, edit we can it edit it. Yeah. Yeah. We can edit it out. <laughs> we can... Okay, can I say <laughs> it? Yeah, we yeah. can edit it out. I'm just going to say, if it gets reincarnated to Goro Miyazaki, Hayao Miyazaki will make a better movie than he will ever make. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Take that, wow. you stupid movie. You know, Jeffy, when you say that if you had a child and you'd be disappointed in them, but you love them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Goro Miyazaki is a disappointment. Would you love your child if they were Goro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I mean, like, he can make anime. That's, like, impressive. Even yeah. if it's, like, Terrible. bad anime. Even if it was, like, Ewig and the Witch. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even watched it. I'm just pretending it's bad. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, me, but too. Yeah. me too. I'm just, <laughs> just like, yeah, Aaron, you tell him. No, I didn't. Yeah. I gotta do a redemption for that. You have no idea how much I suffered for that day. <laughs> so what this eraser means for Hayao Miyazaki, only he can know. Does it represent his childhood? Or perhaps there is just too much that we don't know about the significance of this eraser. Oh, I love it. Asian Pop Nation <laughs> and Asian Pop Nation News. <laughs> This is Asian Pop Nation here on Sin with our first ever show of the new year. My name is Leisha, and you just heard from Miss Nine's DM, Arrowways, We or Fish, and lastly, Alexa's tattoo. And like how tattoos are permanent, I wish I could just permanently be glued to my seat here and just keep gushing about pop culture content, but we've unfortunately reached the end of our show tonight. Oh man, we had like some really great talks, honestly, from introducing the ANP 2022 team to topics revolving on this year's Chinese New Year slash Lunar New Year. We also shared a lot of excitement mixed with some rage with talking about all these new movies like Bell and shows like Singles Inferno, while also tapping into the new anime and manga adaptation confirmations and ending with one of the most wholesome tales of all time involving Hayao Miyazaki and his eraser. So thank you so much for joining us tonight for our first show of the year. Happy Lunar New Year once again from the AMP team to you. And we shall say our farewells with a song by Kugi featuring Bio called Goodnight. You can always catch Asian Pop Nation every Tuesday from 8pm onwards here on Sin. 